There are a set of words that are stuck together correctly. They are things like empire, emperor, empress, um, and similar, similar things. And one of those words is imperial. And that's an important word to recognize and to understand. In the modern day, that word often gets used for things that are not truly imperial things. People talk about somebody's paper empire, somebody's steel empire. That's not really what those things are. It may seem like that to a lot of people, but it's really not the truth. Well, today I want to talk about another type of imperialism on the uh, Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt, and today is Monday, the 24th of January of 2022. Welcome to everyone who's here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloudHub, on Minds, M-I-N-D-S.com. By the way, that's BitChute, C-H-U-T-E, in case you were wondering, uh, and also on Locals.com if you happen to be finding me there. Um, remember, Rumble is my preferred platform, though I find that m most of those, or some of those platforms are every bit as good and probably will move myself onto some others as time goes on. But the subject that I wanted to discuss today, the imperialism that I wanted to discuss today, is American imperialism. And I want to go through my notes really quick to kind of give you a taste for what I'm going to be saying in the free section, but also just to kind of, it, it should be almost encapsulated in itself, if that's all you get to pay any attention to. You have to wonder how many people are entirely aware the word imperial comes from the concept of empires. That's important because you have to ask yourself a simple question. Is the United States truly an imperial entity in any real, uh, really meaningful sense? Can you make arguments towards American imperialism? I would argue you can, but not like most people want to make it true. Was the occupation of Hawaii imperialistic in nature? How about Guam or Puerto Rico? I would argue that could be considered fair. Less so, I think, for Guam and Puerto Rico than for, for uh, Hawaii, but nonetheless. What about places like Iraq or Afghanistan, though? Or for that matter, Vietnam or Korea or even farther back, Germany or Japan. The truth is, considering how things have gone in such places, such an argument is virtually impossible to make. And by the way, that's also true for places in South America and similar. Even in a place like Afghanistan, where there's really no national identity, according to what I've heard a lot of people to say, who are in the know on that, America largely left years ago with only a small presence by comparison. The same is mostly the case in places like South Korea. We don't have a huge troop presence there. We have some troops there, but they're, first of all, in, they're in aid of the Korean government. And second of all, the people, well, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, in fact, right here, though... Uh, there are more troops there in Korea, South Korea. Their influence on the locals is virtually non-existent, with exception of how they spend their dollars and so forth. When you talk about entities like Japan, China, Great Britain, France, Russia, when you talk about what they did, when they put troops and envoys and various things, uh, various places you see the tendency to be harshly authoritarian and to impose their ways of doing business on those they occupy. 
Older Koreans, for example, are acutely aware that when Japan last occupied their country, it was illegal to teach your children Hangul, the language of Korea. At the very least illegal. In that time, if a train ran late, a station master or train scheduler or conductor faced execution for that failure. No joke. They faced death. If you honestly think the United States is an example of an imperial occupying force more or less anywhere in the modern day, you'll forgive me, but you're horribly confused. It's true we're still playing the world's policeman far too much of the time. That said, most of our activities are intended to be benevolent if confused or wrong-headed. As a country, for the most part, this nation has not acted as some sort of imperial force in the world. You can accept that or not, but I urge you to consider my words. If you believe I'm mistaken, by all means, let me know. Okay, I'm done with my notes. The reality is pretty simple, honestly. If you look at what Russia did when it went into Afghanistan years ago, it tried to tamp down all of the locals and make things happen as it wanted them to happen. If you look at what China has done to its neighbors, Tibet is a perfect example. Um, and even if you just look at what it's done in, internally, right, where it's sort of made it so that all of China was under one rule and under one way of doing business, and very harshly so. If you look at a place like Cuba, Cuba doesn't really qualify. They haven't really done this. But if you look at a place like, um, not North Korea per se, because again, they don't, they don't really mess with their neighbors too much. What they do internally is horrific. But if you look at places like Russia, and if you look at China, and if you look at not too far in the distance Japan, you'll see what imperialism looks like. I promise you, you will. And you will be surprised at just what that looks like. If you look at the, the uh, British rule in the world, you'll see that when they were in charge, when they were large and in charge, they had India, they had Australia, they had Canada, they had various other places that were part of an empire. Now, to be fair, uh, Britain, in my mind, did a better job of that, uh, particularly after America broke away, did a better job of that than many did. And so, by the way, did the French, who did very similar things. They were worse, maybe in Southeast Asia, than they were in, say, for example, Africa. And they were not horribly great in Africa either. And the Belgians, by the way, did likewise. They had parts of Africa that they that they conquested and, and maintained a rule over. The United States did not decide that it was going to go into South or Central America and try and take over. There was a, uh, there was, you know, what happened in Texas, I'll put it that way. Uh, there was what happened with the, with the Louisiana Territory that was bought up. But it was bought. It wasn't taken. It was bought up as part of the United States, as part of the country. And it was allowed to be a part of the country. It may have taken a while for that to work exactly right, but it did. 
And my point in all of this is to say this. I'm not saying that the United States has never done anything imperialistic in nature. I'm not saying there aren't people in the United States who are trying to do things that are imperialistic in nature. Rather, what I am trying to say to you at this point in time is that overall, the general tenor of American diplomatic and similar relations with other countries has not been imperialistic in nature. Talking about imperialism in America, American imperialism, to me is not just silly, but I, I defy you to back it up. I defy you to back it up. Yeah, we went into Vietnam. It's true. Why did we go into Vietnam? Because people thought that China was going to step into Vietnam and take over. Were they right? No, I suppose they weren't, if you look at it. Uh, but on the other hand, there was a, a tendency for communism to take over there, and Vietnam to this day has problems with that idea, as does much, much of Southeast Asia. Uh, whether it's uh, directly socialism, communism, or whether it happens to be totalitarian in nature, they still have problems with that today. Uh, but my point is that if you look at what the United States did, they fought a war there, they decided that things were lost and left. What did they do in Korea? They fought a war against the people who were trying to unite Korea under communism. They pushed communism back and they allowed for a free South Korea, something that most South Koreans will tell you is a good thing. As a rule, Germany the same, right? Well, what are we in Germany? We have bases there that are intended to potentially work against various entities that we consider enemies, but we don't have a huge say over what happens in German politics or German daily life. We just don't. Calling America an imperialistic uh, entity is not only mistaken, it's badly so. In fact, really nobody in the world except maybe Russia, possibly a little bit China in the modern day, can that be said about. This is, or has been, the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I'm your host, I'm Kurt, and today is Monday, the 24th of January of 2022. Uh, that means tomorrow will be Tuesday, the 25th of January of 2022. Uh, thank you for everyone who's been here on Rumble, on the podcast, on YouTube, on BitChute, on CloutHub. If you see me on Minds, M-I-N-D-S.com, by the way, that's Clout, C-L-O-U-T, Hub, H-U-B. Uh, also, our Locals.com, thank you for seeing me there. Uh, as well. Remember, Rumble is typically my preferred platform. You can give me a boxing glove or a Rumble on Rumble. You can give me a plus or a minus on Rumble, plus being positive feedback, minus being negative. Remember also that you can give me positive or negative feedback on any place that I put my content and they give you the ability to do that, whether it's a like or dislike on YouTube or whatever. Uh, you can also comment wherever comments are available, anywhere I put my content, uh, and I appreciate that, and it's something I will do my best to look at, pay attention to, and if I feel it necessary, answer. Obviously, that works better if the platform in question notifies me of comments that have been put on the platform. Um, subject for today has been American imperialism, and tomorrow we're going to talk on this idea uh, that I've heard folks talk about recently about obeying authority. And I want to sort of cover the idea that that maybe doesn't work for Christians exactly how people think that it does. I uh, hope you're having a good day today. Hope everything is going well for you. And hopefully we will see you again on Tuesday's edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. The speaker on this edition of the Daily Summation is Kurt Schubert. This podcast was recorded on Monday, the 24th of January of 2022.
daily summation is created for Kurt's Religion and Politics. Thanks for watching this edition of the Daily Summation from Kurt's Religion and Politics. I hope you found it entertaining or instructional or maybe both. Uh, if you want to see more from me, you can go to blogs.kpshubert.com. That's blogs.kpshubert.com. I am on Twitter, Parlor, and Minds.com. My handle on each of those is at kpshubert. That's at kpshubert. I have a Rumble and a YouTube channel. They are the Kurt's Religion and Politics channels on Rumble and YouTube. I have a Facebook page. The Facebook page is Kurt's Religion and Politics as well. I have I am on Patreon. If you want to support me, that's one of the better places you can do that. And you will find me at Kurt's Religion and Politics on Patreon. I have a podcast. The podcast is podcasts with a with an S dot kpshubert.com. That's podcasts.kpshubert.com. I think you should be able to find me with relative ease on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. The best way I find to do that is to look for Kurt's Religion and Politics. You can try to use the Daily Summation. I find that it doesn't work as well as a general rule, but you can always try that. I'm glad to have you aboard today, and hopefully we will see you again tomorrow.